Hey everyone, my name is Asher Roddy. And this is Tyler Whipple. Welcome to Talking Two-Tone. We're thrilled to bring you a new and thought-provoking podcast that talks all things Tennessee Titans. Go ahead and reserve your ticket now. It's going to be an incredible journey. Tighten up. Oh, all right, guys. Here's another episode of Talking Two-Tone. My name's Asher Roddy. I'm joined with my fellow depressed co-host Tyler Whipple. I've thought about tying cinder blocks to my ankles and jumping into a 10-foot pool all goddamn day, but here we are. Yeah, it's it's, it's tough, buddy. Uh, I haven't been listening to any sports talk radio, which, if you know me well, that's all I really listen to during the day as a work day. I can't even fathom listening to any of that junk. I don't want to hear anything about the AFC preview game, blah, 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 blah. I just don't want to hear it. I'm going to watch the games, but that's about it because I don't want to hear any Titan slander. I don't even want to think about this team and that motive right now during the playoff run. So it's, it's tough, and it, it is just tough right now. But, yeah, with that being said, we're just going to dive right into it. And I'm telling you right now, I'm pissed off. I'm more pissed off than I am depressed. And, you know, we have a little thing that we send each other right before we do the podcast and we do some talking points. And I want you guys to know the first line just says depression. That's all it says. Like, this. And we're going completely off the dome on how we think and feel. We're being totally authentic. I have never thought more seriously about jumping out of a window than I did during the fourth quarter of that game. I was in, I was watching it with a buddy of mine, shout out Cam Nash. And I got to tell you, if I was in my own home, there would have been several things broken, several things. I'm not, I'm not particularly a violent man, you know, but God damn it. You know, this is, I'm not going to, I've defended Tannehill all fucking year. Because he hasn't had his full full arsenal of weapons. He hasn't had all of that shit that he needs around him to win. But now he has no goddamn excuse. He has no excuse. And, you know, you can probably guess that I'm not a very religious man from the way I'm speaking. But that's neither here nor there. Ryan Tannehill needs to have the fear of God if he believes in him him right now. Because if I'm the Tennessee Titans, if I'm John Robinson, I'm calling up whoever the hell the GM is over there in Seattle. And I'm offering him... Ryan Tannehill, first of all, that's you got to get rid of his contract. And that, that contract is brutal right now for this year. We don't have an out. We can't just cut him for all the Titans fans. We, we would owe him so much money. We'd lose $38 million in cap space if we cut him. Um, I would offer up two first-round draft picks and two third-round draft picks and Ryan Tannehill for them to go get their quarterback of the future, possibly Bryce Young on Alabama next year. I don't know. I don't really give a shit. Tannehill has no excuse. It's Third down, there's 27 seconds left, I believe, when Tannehill takes that snap. And, you know, he has uh, first ballot Hall of Famer Julio Jones out there. He has um, A.J. Brown, who has just been on a tear towards the tail end of the season once he's been healthy. And who does he stare down? He threw a great pass. He threw a good pass. The defender made a great play on it. But who is he going to? That's what I have a problem. He's going to Nick Westbrook Aquina. Yeah, it's – that's super valid. All that, you know, I like I said, I have an hour on Ryan Tannehill Stormtrooper jersey. Uh, I have been on this guy. You know, we we put an appreciation post on our Twitter page for this guy. <clears throat> There's just you can't defend what we what the product was the last three playoff appearances he's had. You just can't defend it. He, it's like the lights get too bright for him. You know, 
you know, a really good comp for him is Kirk Cousins. You know, Kirk Cousins is only going to get you so far. He's, he's a great regular season quarterback. But when the lights shine the brightest, something just clicks, man. I don't know what happened. We The Bengals gave us so, so many opportunities to win that game. I mean, they didn't play well on offense at all. We sacked Joe Burrow nine times and lost. We intercepted the ball on our own 40-yard – on their 40-yard line and didn't score a touchdown. It's just – it's so disheartening and hard to go through the whole season and all the motions that we've been through, all the injuries, blah, 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 all this – the defense improving, the offense sputtered at times, getting hot, cold, winning the division, sweeping the Colts, just to get that performance on the division around weekend. It, it's just so hard. It's just so hard to stomach. You know, we really thought this team was going to – make a Super Bowl run because we've already shown we could beat the Bills and the Chiefs, both teams that played an amazing game last Sunday, I believe, uh, lost both to the Titans, you know. So we could have won that game, and we could be playing for the Super Bowl. But, no, Ryan Tannehill had to have the worst game, second-worst game of his season with a fully healthy offense, and it's just inexcusable. And going on to your point about Russ, I would give up. I would mortgage – the entire – I'd mortgage all of Nissan Stadium for Russell Wilson because the guy's – Ryan Tannehill's age. Um, he could come in and be our starter for 10 years and be an he's elite got a level. Ring. Yeah, he, he, he's already got that clutch factor. You know, he's, he's going to do – Russell Wilson would automatically make us favorites in the AFC, in my opinion. I think, we, I think we'd be favored right with the Chiefs. I think we'd definitely be favored over the Bills. But us and the Chiefs would be toe-to-toe hands down, favors in the AFC next year. And if they could land him, I would give up four first-round picks. I, I wouldn't. I'd give yeah, up four first-rounds and two – I'd give up two second-rounds. Because if you can get this quarterback with this roster, there's no reason why we couldn't make a Super Bowl run for the next three years. I would probably go – I would probably go three first-rounders if and, – and, you know, I, I would upgrade it to second-rounders if they would absorb Brian Tannehill's contract, which would allow us to keep the nucleus of our team intact. But, but if, I, you look, I, if you look at it, if Jamal Adams is worth two first-round picks, what is Russell Wilson worth? That's how I he's got, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he's got a no-trade clause, which is great. So he'll have final say in it. So, I mean, if he, hear, if he gets wind – I mean, I know we were on his initial team, like the list of teams that he would, he said and then didn't say he wanted to be traded to, which we all know he wants out of Seattle. The guy is under constant siege on that offensive line. But it, I, I believe Tennessee is, is, is two things away, two, two things away from being an absolute powerhouse. And, and it, it comes down to elite quarterbacks. Like you cannot win. And we tried to prove it. We've been trying to prove it with this Tannehill experiment for the last – three years and it, it it comes back to bite you you can have everything you can have literally everything on your team but if you get piss poor quarterback play it's not going to matter because of the way the game has evolved this is not where you know Trent Dilfer the Trent Dilfer days where you can win off a of defense anymore you do, you cannot do it you have to have complimentary football and you know a lot of people mistake that for only being offense with passing yeah, and running the yeah. ball it's it's just it's not the case anymore, and you know it's getting to the point now. If we don't do something about it, and this is probably going to be people are going to reach at this and call this and you know way too over dramatic. It's getting to the point now where Patrick Mahomes is kind of like to the AFC. He's becoming the the equivalent of LeBron James when he was in the Eastern Conference. Like no matter how good you are in the regular season, no matter how 
many times you beat them during the regular season, you know you're going to have to go through them to get to the Super Bowl. He's not going anywhere. Patrick Mahomes is not going anywhere. And, you know, Justin Herbert is coming. Joe Burrow is coming. All of these quarterbacks in the AFC are coming. It, it's unbelievable. They're getting really fucking good. You've got people who are forgetting about Lamar Jackson, who won MVP a couple of years ago. The, these players, you know, they're – God help us if Aaron Rodgers goes to the fucking Steelers. Good God. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Steelers, the whole AFC is just going to be shitting on the NFC. And I guarantee you, Russell Wilson, the competitor that he is, is going to want to get out of there. Because he knows he's not going to be beaten. You know, Kyler Murray's coming. He knows that, you know, all of these NFC quarterbacks, they're no scrubs anymore, like, aside from Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a worse version of Brian Tannehill. But it, it's it, – that's, but they that's have a great play caller. The, the 49ers have a great play caller. That's the difference. And, and we we'll don't. get on Todd down in a minute. But back to oh, your point about quarterback play. Back to your point about quarterback play. Look, just think, think of this. Think of this. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times. I, just, mm-hmm. I think Joe Mixon had, what, 40 yards rushing? I called that. I said that was going to happen. Okay. Okay. And we had – I know we had well over 100 probably – 100, probably 150 yards rushing. And then Somewhere we had like – and then we had, I think, that hill sack one time. And we yeah. lost. That's the difference. Joe Burrow still had, like, almost 300 yards passing on us. With with that pressure, that's the difference. They have an elite, they have an elite up-and-coming quarterback, and we do not. Period. That was the – and we can get into Todd Downing. Let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and eat that up a little bit. Todd Downing yeah. absolutely sucked for Saturday. Sucked. He was terrible. You run Deontay Foreman and Henry ran the ball all the way to the ten yard line. They 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 ran the ball every play for what seven straight plays I believe it was. Yep. Get to the ten yard yep. line and we throw a swing pass to um, Chester Rogers. Chester fucking why, Rogers. Why why are we doing that? Just keep running the rock. It wasn't stopping it. And that interception doesn't happen if you just take the ball out of Tannehill's hand there and let him run the ball because we're going to score there. That's the difference of the game. I mean, that one play, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of plays that's the difference in the game. But if we score there, the game's over. Another thing Three. that I really want to talk about, which if, at the time of the play call, which, I mean, and I'm going to stick to my guns, I love the fact that Tennessee went for two after they got the defensive penalty after the first yep. touchdown. Me too. I Me love too. the call. And a lot of people are bitching and moaning that if we kick, if we kick the next point, we go up by one. We're up 17 to 16. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're running the clock out on, on that last possession that we have. First of all, no, we're not. We're at midfield, okay? We're, we're in no man's land right there. It's third down. You know, it, it, we're going to get into some third downs. And you know what the worst fucking time to have is when fucking Todd Downing has a sh- third down and short call. Because the, let me talk to you about something here. I am a fucking massive proponent of the quarterback sneak, okay? It works every time there is literally – the the least likely play that something can go wrong is the quarterback sneak. It's literally two things happen. Ready? The quarterback sticks his hand right up underneath that warm asshole of the center, and he slaps him on the ass cheek, and he hands him the ball. He, he, he hands it to him literally two or three inches, you know, and, and then he just plunges forward right into his rectum. Mm-hmm. That's all he does. Ben Jones is going to clear that pass for us. Ben Jones is going to do it. He's been doing it the whole time too with Tennessee. So. Yeah. It's a, but, no, instead they don't do that. And then they're like, oh, okay, let's bring Derrick Henry out on the field when he wasn't on the field for third down. And let's bring him out here now 
And then what's just, you know, it's oh, who's, I wonder who the ball is going to on fourth down and one. Because God knows we didn't bring Derrick Henry out there to be a decoy, which they should have done the Tannehill keeper. It should have happened. It's, it's unbelievable how bad the situational play calling is from Todd Downing. Todd Downing, he shouldn't have eyeballs to look at a play, playing field. He shouldn't have hands to be able to hold a play sheet. He shouldn't have ears to listen to a headset. The guy, the guy is bad. You know, it's his first year. But let me tell you what Arthur Smith did his first year. He led Tennessee to one of the most historic offenses of all time. Of all time. Of all time. His dad owns FedEx. Okay? He was a tight ends coach. It's the same. It's literally almost the same exact thing. Almost the same exact thing. The schematics schematics aren't any any different, really, than what what Arthur ran. You know, we're still running the same offense. It's just Arthur Smith was an incredible play caller. He just was. You know? I mean, he ran the ball first and second down a lot, but he ran it to the strengths, like, why are we not running the left more often? Like, let's get behind our best two linemen and run that way. Stop running to the right side. We're Quesenberry. Uh, you know, that, that's – blows my mind. Tennessee is two things away from winning a Super Bowl. They are a elite quarterback and a tight end. That's all they need. Literally, all, they keep this entire roster, right? You, you keep this entire roster and you throw, um, you know, Russell Wilson in there and then you go and draft the tight end. I don't care who the hell you draft. Anybody could be better. Tennessee tries – they take up two roster spots every single year because you have to have a route running tight end and a blocking tight end. Why don't you just go get one that does fucking both? Yeah. It, can't, it literally cannot be that hard to find. Could you imagine a George Kittle in this offense? Oof. I'd even take Vance McDonald, no, the former, t- former tight end for the fucking Steelers like four years ago. I would take – I mean, at least he can catch the ball. Sure. You know, and he can block. It, it – Look, then that brings us to our, our next segment. You know, I'm, I'm just getting more and more angry the more and more I think about this game. It is our, we're going to talk about the roster moves, what we think should happen, what we who we think should stay, who we think we should go. Um, we obviously all know how we feel about Tannehill. If they'll absorb the contract, I say send three first-rounders and two second-rounders to Seattle, get Russ, immediately work on his contract, restructure that so you can keep big- – Level one priority right now. Ben Jones is great, fantastic at what he does. Um, I'm taking Ben Jones. I'm re-signing him. I'm taking Jeffrey Simmons, and I'm making him the highest-paid interior defensive lineman in the NFL. I'm taking A.J. Brown. I'm making him one of the highest-paid wide receivers in the NFL. Um, I'm restructuring Kevin Byard's contract because he said he would do it so that we can re-sign Harold Landry. I would make him one of the top paid edge rushers in the league. I wouldn't put him probably top five, but I would put him, you know, t- somewhere between five and five and nine. Um, and then you got to work on the other shit here. I, I'd let Jalen Brown walk. Um, he's just – he's not been good this year. Unless you can sign him for like a one and a half million dollars again, I'd let him walk. And I'm cutting Rashawn Evans, letting him say, say goodbye. His replacement's on the roster and David Long. Um <sighs> Julio Jones restructured his contract. Um, he's already done it once. He'll do it again. Uh, he wants a ring. If he, if we get Russell Wilson, he's literally our only bargaining chip. Our, our offense is the only bargaining chip that we have to entice Russell Wilson to come here. That and our defense. Like, our offensive line has to remain intact, and our playmakers have to remain intact on offense for Russell Wilson to want to come here. Then I'm cutting Jack Rabbit. 
I know he played well, but he's he owes he's owed too much money. I'm cutting Kendall Lamb because I don't see the point in having him if he's not gonna fucking play. Um, and then I'm I'm working with Dylan Raddins all offseason and getting him ready to play left tackle. Wouldn't go Questenberry. Um, I'm trying to go dig up Ty Sambrello from whatever local bar he's drowning his sorrows in because he doesn't want to be a role player for the Tennessee Titans this year. Fucking idiot. Um, yeah, that, that, those are my thoughts. I'm probably re-signing a Monty Hooker, too, if I'm being honest uh, with Monty's you. Gotta, yeah, Monty's got to come back. We've got to get Dan Crookshank back, the tight end stopper. Yeah. Uh, and there's it, a lot of – Oh, wait, I'm just saying I'm re-signing Ole, too. Ole. Oh, yeah, a He's great a special taste player. Yeah. Yep. Um, I agree with what Brad said. Uh, <clears throat> Um, Jayon Brown, yeah, he's got his, you know, if he don't take the hometown discount again, he's he's going to be a rotational backer anyway. And you got to keep uh, Zach Cunningham in the house, too. we got to resign him. Restructure but, um, him first. We've got to restructure yeah. His contract's ridiculous. Um, but, however, uh, when you're talking about Harold Landry, I think this year you take him and tag him. That, that's what I would do if I were GM. I would go ahead and tag him this year and see how he plays, just make sure this wasn't an anomaly because he did have his best year in his contract year. So I, I would go ahead and tag him for this year unless he holds out and you know it's a big deal like kind of like uh 10 out of one having his first contract came up so yeah i'll keep i'll keep ben jones in uh at least for this year you know to uh keep the offensive line room moving and uh those guys really respect him he's our anchor of our offensive line so you gotta keep him in and especially if we keep Tannehill, they've got a good rapport together so but back to Tannehill, i would do everything i could this offseason to get russell wilson j rob's really aggressive gm so I think he does at least uh, call and find out. But it would not surprise me if Dan Hill's back next year and we, we run this one more time because, um, you know, Vrabel and the guys really believe in him. So. However, going back to how our roster is, this, this roster really reminds me of the Buccaneers of 2019. Uh, just had a turnover-prone quarterback, uh, really overachieved at times. Uh, really, really got a lot of depth and good players all over the all over the field, really, you know. So I really think if we could upgrade quarterbacks to Russell Wilson, I think we could really go on a Super Bowl run just like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did last year. I do. You know, as long as we stay healthy, this offense and defense is so stacked and built so well that we do have a quarterback with the, the talent and the, the drive of Tannehill of the last two years to where we won division back-to-back years with 11 wins, 12 wins this year because of the extra game. So, if we could get him, would be enormous. would be absolutely enormous. It would skyrocket into the AFC, like we said earlier. So, that's that's the biggest thing I would like to see this offseason, is really trying hard to get this contract and kind of do a Jared Goff for Matt Stafford swap like the Rams did this offseason with Russell Wilson. Yeah, they're so, about to go to the Super Bowl because of ex- quarterback play. Exactly. So, if we could, if we could get that, if we could do that kind of swap, it would be awesome, you know. So, could you imagine if we'd made that trade for Stafford, where we would be? Well, you know, what do you think? What's your thoughts on Matt Ryan coming in for a year and being the real no. bridge? No, Matt Ryan, like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a statue. To me, I think Matt Ryan. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Matt Ryan's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, he's he's really good, and you know, Julio likes him. But it just seems like he's lost his will to play football to me. Like, he, I mean, there are times now where, I mean, I get he's not throwing to anything over there. And, you know, they have just a multitude of problems in Atlanta with, with Matt Ryan and that Falcons team. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he makes us a Super Bowl contender. I, I just haven't seen enough 
Matt Ryan hasn't had enough playoff success. You know, he's had he's had one NFL MVP year, and he was elite that year. Mm-hmm. But it, I struggle with Matt Ryan because I think he could be, you know, similar to Kirk Cousins. But once the pocket starts breaking down, Matt Ryan's going down. He's like a statue. Yeah. And that was one of my biggest sure. things on why I didn't want Tom Brady to come to Nashville. I, I You know, I, I still stand by that. I don't think – I think everything has to go well for Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady's had more top ten NFL defenses than any any other NFL. He's had more top ten defenses in his tenure in Tampa than Matt Ryan has had in the last, or not Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers had in the last ten years. So um, you're, that's but, true, you know. And but if like you're going to Matt Ryan, I agree with that. If here's my thoughts on the quarterback situation: we can't land Aaron Rodgers, which is going to be really hard to do in free agency because of the contract with Tannehill, or Russell Wilson. I think we run it back one more year with Tannehill and. You either have to uh, draft the quarterback or bring him, him some pressure, as in uh, bring in a Mitch Trubisky as your backup and tell him you're really going to take first-round snaps or first-team snaps in the offseason. You know, you bring a little pressure on him. you got to do one or the other, you know. Bring in I Malik I would... Willis. I know you don't like Malik Willis or the guy from North Carolina, Sam Howell. you got to do one of those to keep some pressure on Tannehill. Or we could play, you know, and, you know, this is the thing that I know people don't want to hear. But, you know, maybe we do if Brady is really thinking about retiring. And, you know, God damn it. We could push all of our chips into the table right now. And I just thought of this. We could push all of our chips into the middle of the table right now. And we could – because, you know, Tom Brady – Gronk has said it several times. He's the only quarterback he's playing for is Tom Brady. If we can get Gronk and Brady to come to Tennessee. But, God, I don't want that for one year. I don't want that for one year. I want someone like Russell Wilson – who has so much left in the tank, he just needs a change of scene, change of scenery to come to Tennessee. But I know that if we do that, we're leveraging our entire future on Russell Wilson, like the entire future of this team, the foreseeable, you know, first you know, round. I'm not he... really concerned about that, though, because, you know, I mean, it is a lot, but J-Rob is really hitting in the second to seventh round anyway. Our first round picks have been a little other Jeffrey Simmons under J-Rob haven't been that great. And then, um, he's really good at getting their guys. We got to get in free agency too. So, I, I think yeah. the first, I think the first round pick thing is an overrated thing, in my opinion. I mean, unless you just get a superstar top five pick, it's a little overrated at times. So, if you can get three first round picks for Russell Wilson, so it was our last three round first round picks. You take Jeffrey Simmons, was the other Corey Davis, Isaiah Taylor Wilson, Foley. and Kyler Foley. Foley. Would you get those three players up right now for Russell Wilson? I think you would. Yeah, I mean, I would so. for sure. But, I mean, the thing is, like, if we keep Tannehill, right, and, like, if we trade Tannehill and you know, we trade him, and that's that has to happen for us to get a quarterback. If we're making a trade for a quarterback, they have to absorb Tannehill's contract, which is why Seattle makes so much sense to me. They make so much sense because they're, they're going nowhere with him right now because of how bad that roster is constructed. Um, they're going – if they don't take, if they don't, and like, think about it. it. You know, this is a terrible thing for an NFL fan to have to hear. If Seattle somehow becomes the worst team in the NFL, right, next year, they get to lick their chops at Bryce Young, the quarterback who just first year, first year starting at one of the hardest schools in the nation to become a quarterback mm-hmm. and wins the Heisman Trophy, loses their national championship after a historical quarterback run the year before. So you get, you get Bryce Young at one. You get the, you get everything you want, and then you have Tannehill there as a bridge quarterback for a young rookie. And then you know, 
the future's brighter. But say you don't make that trade and you stick it out with Russ and he keeps getting killed, he keeps getting killed, then he walks in free agency, then you get nothing. You get nothing for him. So this, this Pete Carroll, he's making two chances. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's just make it yeah. happen already. Yeah, and you know that's the thing, man. Pull the trigger if you're if you're J. Rob. I know we know he's gonna at least call. We know for a fact he's gonna at least make a phone call. I mean, when when Corey Davis walked and Johnu walked last year, everybody was saying the entirety of Titans Twitter when when the Julio Jones shit started happening, it's like, oh, the J. Rob's not gonna do anything. He's just gonna sit back and you know we're gonna have Josh Reynolds as our wide receiver too. Bullshit. J-Rob made that shit happen from a fucking canoe in the middle of a lake where there was shitty cell phone service. He was out there fishing. He was like, yeah, I'll call up Atlanta. I'm going to go out in the water and fish for a little bit. And what's he do? He gets Julio Jones to come here. Granted, he wasn't healthy. But Julio really started hitting his stride the yes. last three weeks of the year. And yes. if you get somebody like Russell Wilson with him who can create outside of the pocket and when plays break down, and you don't have to worry about him throwing interceptions because he threw – Five times less the amount of interceptions than Ryan Tannehill did this year. Yes. Um, and fumble. That's good. Tannehill yeah. is terrible at fumbling. So, Russell Wilson yeah. doesn't fumble. Yeah. I mean, or you take your chance with Derek Carr, which which could be could be a play. You could, might be able to get Derek Carr. But I want Russell Wilson. That's where I stand. But I only want Russell Wilson if they eat Ryan Tannehill's contract. If they eat Ryan Tannehill's contract and they take three first-rounders and, and two second-rounders, fine. So be it. But well, that's the only way it works, to... period. They have to eat Tannehill's contract because the trade can't work out either way without the other team absorbing the quarterback's contract. So that's yeah. the only way oh, it works. Yeah. And they get an out. They get an out after this year too. Like they get out and the contract isn't as bad. And, you know, we can restructure Russell. And yeah, I'm sure Russell Wilson is a team fucking player, all right? The guy never really complains until this last offseason when there's, their offensive line has just not been addressed. They just refuse to do it. Um. Yeah, I, and this quarterback class this year is not sexy to me. There's nothing. There's no like perennial game changing quarterbacks that you see this year. You see a lot of project quarterbacks, which is fine. But with the roster that we've constructed now, it's in win now mode. Right, and you know a lot of times the the classes are are going to be the best class or the worst class. It's usually the opposite. So you never can tell with these quarterbacks. You just got to get them in the right situation. But yeah. If if that, that well, we've said it enough, if if Russell Wilson is available and, and willing to come to Nashville, which I believe they he would be. And another thing, you're not going to think about uh, Sierra uh, does a lot of stuff in New York apparently because I've been reading on this stuff. So Sierra has a lot of business in New York. Nashville is just a short flight away from New York. It's not flying across the country. So that that is a difference. I would imagine for us wants to come play on the East Coast. So uh, I think that would help. So that's just another tidbit to put in there and plug, but that's that's kind of how where we're at, guys, on this team. We we know we're just it's evident playoff game. We're we're a quarterback away from being a real Super Bowl Super Bowl contender and not being one and done playoff team. So yeah. moving on, we're, we we want to give you guys a pick on the on the championship round with the Bills and the Chiefs uh, and the Rams and the Forty ers So I'm gonna go ahead and go first with the, my NFC picks. Um, it's really hard to beat a team times in a, in a season. Very, very hard. Um, the Titans done it in 2000 or not yet, yeah, 99 actually. They beat the Jags three times. So it can be done. So because we know that from our own franchise here. So I really like how the 49ers are playing. I think the Rams are just a little too hot right now. Matt Stafford's in a groove. He's won his first two playoff games. 
So at this point, it kind of feels like he's playing with house money. And you got a quarterback that's just sitting back, sitting back there slinging it, not thinking too much. Like we've seen last Saturday with our quarterback, things can happen. And I think the Rams take care of business. And I think they take and it's going away. So I'm going to go to the Rams to go ahead and compete in the Super Bowl in their, in their home field. I'm going to go Rams 30, 49 or 17. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams, too. I'm taking the Rams to win by probably 10 points. I'm probably going to go like 34 to 24. I think the Rams are just – the quarterbacks, it boils down to that. Jimmy Garoppolo is a worse version of Ryan Tannehill. He literally cannot do anything well. He, he like, you know, and I don't say that very often. Like, he literally didn't do shit in that divisional or that, that, you know, the divisional game against Green Bay. It was literally all of their defense and their run game. They ran the ball on third down and seven because they yeah. didn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo to get, get a first down through the air. Yep. But anyhow, I'm taking the Rams to win big uh, or win by 10. They're going to be playing for the Super Bowl. They're going to then go up against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to beat. The Bengals, and I think they're going to beat them like 30, 35 to like 21. And then I think the, the Rams are going to win it all. So I, I'm agreeing with you on there. I think they're going to, I think the Chiefs are going to curb stop the, the Bengals because if they play, if they have any kind of offensive output like they had against us, the Chiefs are just going to blow them out of the water, outscore them. Because if we had Patrick Mahomes in our team, we'd probably win that game by 30 points last week. So I think yep. uh, I think uh, the Chiefs swing going away, and the Super Bowl. The only reason I'm going to pick the Rams because it's home field because they're going to be playing in front of their fans, and uh, I think the Rams are going to win that narrowly, narrowly, narrowly. And I, it's a little bit biased because I'm really rooting for Matt Stafford to win the whole thing, and I hate the Chiefs. I, I've kind of got to the point where I'm just sick of the Chiefs. They're turning into the LeBron of it. Of well, of they, of they kind of feel team. like they kind of feel like the funner modern Patriots. You know, I like Andy Reid. It's not like Bill Belichick, but I just don't like the I don't like you know uh, Tyreek Hill on the peace sign up as he goes in the end zone stuff like that. I don't really care for how Travis Kelsey carries himself either. You know, Travis Kelsey's trailer park trash. Right, and then Pat Mahomes sounds like a frog and his and his brother's doing his stupid TikToks and his wife's I crazy. I fucking hate his brother. I fucking hate Jackson Mahomes. I, 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 you know, I think I there's like three him. people that's like just completely hated in America, and, and it's polarizing on both sides. Like, so Donald Trump's really hated, and then Hillary Clinton's really hated, and then number three, really close, is freaking Jackson Mahomes. You know, it's like all of us can agree: Republican, Democrat, any kind of race, we all agree. Any kind of religion. We hate Jackson Mahomes, so yeah. So that's why I don't like the Chiefs. So yeah, yeah. Um, but guys, like that—that's going to do it for this edition of Talking Two Tone. But kind of want to give you guys a preview now. That the season's over of what we're predominantly going to be covering more so until the season starts. It's going to be a lot of like draft analysis, free agency analysis, what we think should happen. It's going to be more in depth, like. And we're also going to get into some like tendencies on how we think the Titans can improve, like i.e. Uh, like third down and short, what plays the Tennessee run more often than not, like which what we think they should start doing, what they can incorporate. And also, I here's another player that we didn't mention that I think we should mention, Dante Foreman. I don't think we're going to get him back because I think a team is going to pay him a lot of money, which I yep. think he should take. Um, but I would love it if at all possible to keep him. 
I was talking about Seattle. I, that's the perfect fit for him, I think. So I think that's probably where he ends up. But anyway, yeah, that guys, like he said, that's um, that's another addition to talking to Tom. We, we appreciate you guys listening and the ones that's been listening over and over again. Thanks. Can't say it enough. You know, we're, we enjoy doing this and we enjoy keep putting it out for you guys. And <clears throat> hey, now that the season's over, we definitely want you guys to come in and talk with us and uh, hit us up. Let us know when you want to come on and tell us what you think, what we should be doing, and what this how this team could get better, you know. So we appreciate you guys, and uh, keep on listening and tighten up. Tighten up.